Flipping oh, oh my Mars God. Kick straight off, man. Do you want to start with Mr. Hancock? Do you want to start with the 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 Griezmann? Listen, they don't call him Hancock for nothing, you know. My man started <laughs> handing out cock left, right and centre. Great. Did you see the video? Did you see the video? Oh, did you see that? Video? the video oh did you see like the um the little look behind the door he's like yeah coast is clear then he must have called his his young lady over and he must have just gone straight in for the dry hump and the stiff grip like he had no game whatsoever i was, I was uh, like oh you <laughs> mate but it don't even matter game or not he's laying the smack down on that candy ass oh man Yo. he's rigid Matt Hancock, I, I was surprised. I was actually just fully surprised because I didn't expect Manhock Hancock to be one of my guys like that. Like he was, he was handling business, man. Yeah, I wish he would handle business for the government. He's, he's obviously failed the government. He stepped down. He's resigned, didn't he? You know what? And it's it's funny because, like, I I just you no know, guys like him. I never expected him to be kind of flexing like that. Like after all of this has come out in the open, you know. We started to see all this footage of him sort of like with the drip, like wearing outfits out on the town. Like, you oh, know what I mean? That, that picture where he's, where, it looks, he's, I don't know where he is, but um, he's wearing like jeans, a, a white top and a, and a suit jacket. And he's got the red. Fresh, fresh crepes as well. Looking like, looking like he's got some drip. I was like, what? It looked like a fashion show. It looked like he was on like a catwalk or something. I was like, what? Yeah, I think he's, I think he's giving the talk there, but he's, he's a sly old dog. He's. Hey. I've seen him doing like, uh, like singing and stuff. Like he's been out singing. Like you know, people are they're quick with the memes. Like he's out singing and he's free. You can see the passion in his face. Like he's feeling the vibes. Like, and then he's uh, also he's also like you know what I mean, getting greasy in the office. Like how can I hate on this guy? Like hey man, he, he seems like one of my guys. And also talking about him resigning, the way that he handled the resignation. Come on man, like like it, it was like a thing where. He could have kept his job. Boris is like, nah, man, I'm not sacking him. Like, he could have just stayed in a role like a lot of these Tories have done. They just kind of stay there, innit? But he's he's stepped down. And did you see the statement they released? No, I heard a bit on the radio. I mean, it's quite easy to hate on him. And it's quite easy to hate on everyone in the Conservative government. But, uh, yeah, man. I, 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 heard, I, heard, I heard a bit of his speech. Like, he was saying, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's the right thing for me to step down. I think... People was more upset that he was being a hypocrite. Like, all right, do what you do. Like, if you're going to cheat on your wife, that's no one's business. But but yours and your wife, whatever, you got caught slipping. But to tell people they they got to socially distance and not to kiss and cuddle and have sex with other people because of social distance. And then to, and then to squeeze her down in the office is a bit, bit, uh, bit much, don't you think? Well, that's why he stepped down. That's, that's what he said in his resignation. He said, yeah, like, you know, I can't be a hypocrite. The people that make the laws have to abide by them. Like, we're not above the law kind of thing. So I have to step down. For that reason, I have to step down. And I just respected that. So i got nothing but respect for him now. And um, you just mentioned his wife. Have you seen his wife? No, she's pissed. Boy, she, she, like, just complexion-wise, she looks a little pale. So, you know what I mean? Compared to the thing, the thing that he's cheating with, it's like he's got mayonnaise at home and a little hot sauce in the office. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo. Hancock, a bit of man. sriracha. Yeah. man's got a bit of sriracha. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nando's extra spicy, bro. Oh, she was so what, spicy. Happens you, what happens when you mix it together? Did you ever used to mix your sauces together, like ketchup and mayonnaise? 
I'm talking in a sourcing. I'm not talking like metaphorically with women. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, some, some man don't mind a threesome, in it? But um, no, that's a that's that sounds like perinades to me, basically, which uh, people in uh, chicken shops in hoods all around the world have been doing for a very long time. I haven't had I haven't had chicken like chicken shop chicken and chips in a very long time. I must admit. And there's a I found there's a there's a Morley's where I live, which is interesting because I thought Morley's was only really south and one or two in northeast London, but it seems to have branched out to where I am. Oh, and is that going to be your new regular spot now? Nah, man, I don't know. I've been feeling a vegan like we found a few vegan spots that are doing uh, vegan fast like vegan burgers or they do like drumsticks. Or... God, this guy. No, man, it's tasty. Three years ago when we started this thing, you were in chicken shop, you were eating burgers, <laughs> kebabs, drinking beer. Now you're like, what? It's just drinking water. Like, man's working. Man, I'm still drinking beer. Eating fucking vegan burgers. Get the fuck out of here, man. I'm changed, man. The money changed me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, saying that, though, the pictures uh, for the podcast, those pictures we took in the burger shop, I must admit, they, they're, they're not flattering for me whatsoever. Like, I, I have lost a bit of weight since then, and my hairline did look a bit mad eating that burger, but we'll have to get a new press press photo soon. But, uh, no, nah, eat healthy, man. I think we're edging towards our 40s. I need to need to be conscious of what I eat. I'm still drinking a lot. I drank a lot during the England-Scotland game. I've done, like, a bottle of wine. So maybe my choice of tipple is, uh, is changing, should we say, because smashing through the beer is... You just feel crap after. And then you've got to look after a baby at like midnight, two o'clock, five o'clock. There's no way you want to be hungover or, or, or drunk doing that because you just get like, you end up getting like shit all on your fingers and like getting sick everywhere. It's like, and that's just me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Matt Hancock greasing them down. I mean, work. Have you ever had a, have you ever had an office romance? Because they always say don't, don't shit where you eat or lay. Yeah. And to have an office, yeah, they so call him man. Matt Hancock because Matt Affer have a hand on his cock. You get me? Jeez, I don't know if well, ladies do. I don't know if the man did, but yeah, they're greasing <laughs> him off. It office romance, man, is sticky in it because like obviously if you're if you're with someone at say the the Christmas party and you grease them down or you get you get you get busy at the Christmas party and then you've got to see them and it's all awkward or everyone's talking. It's like a playground. I've never had I've never had an office romance like that. So I, I I can't relate to Hancock, but he's uh, he's been a bit of a naughty boy, isn't he? He has, yes, yes, yes. Um, but um, no, I like I like I like what he's 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 working with there, man. I like the way he's dealing with the situation. I don't know what's going on the personal situation with him and his wife. Um, I know with uh, the mistress is that the appropriate term to call her now. Um, I know that she's you know a, a highly educated woman and. Uh, I think they went to university together. They both went to Oxford together. So it's possible maybe, you know, they were seeing each other back in the day or maybe not. Maybe it's just like, you know, we've talked about this on a podcast before about how a woman can kind of be attracted to a man with a certain status, like a man of power, a man with a certain job. Like I wouldn't necessarily say Matt Hancock is some kind of sex symbol, but he's got a top job, hasn't he? And he's a boss. So that that is alone giving him some type of status that a, a woman might have think he's you know she might be attracted to him based on that and um boy those long days in the office man i don't know i think it i think it depends on how you work you know like 
I don't long days for had a situation like that where yeah where you're doing like long days in the office and you're on lockdown and it's just going to be you and your and your cold and she's an attractive <laughs> female you know i mean yeah shit could happen like that you know you the, the bonding you're going to do in those long sessions you've known each other for a long time anyway so you're already fond of each other um and then just that bonding in it like you know like going camping for a weekend and then it's just you and people and you're gonna you're gonna like when we went to berlin in it and we were like buddied up with the guys and you know what i mean we kind of we had a little extra bonding because we was together all day every day for that time you know what i mean yeah i hear you well if you're in an office and you're working long 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 hours and then these average looking these average looking people are going to start looking like supermodels and penguins so he, he, <laughs> we've all been there we've all been working with people and then after a while if there's not many women in the office you start thinking mm, actually they're looking all right Oh, Hancock's age started looking like Kim Kardashian after a couple of days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's like, yo, I wouldn't mind. That's it. Mind. He must have been seeing her in a different light because them long hours. I can't but, hate. I, I can't hate at all. Honestly, I think it's a good thing that this shit has actually come out. And I think that maybe what should happen now is maybe Matt should have, because apparently she was married, didn't it? So, uh, I saw, um, shout out to Castillo, man. He did a video where he spoke on the situation and then um, he showed like uh, a little image of the AIDS husband kicking her out. Like she was packing her bags and, and she had to go. Like as soon as he found out, he's kicked her the fuck out. Um, and Cass was saying, yeah, yeah. big up to my guy for, for, you know what I mean? Reacting straight, like not had messing to about. Done. Um, had to be done. But um, yeah, I would like to see Matt Hancock sit down with his wife and have this situation and have this conversation because I think now what we've seen is we've seen that this guy is polyamorous. Like, you know, it could be that he could remain faithful, but is that actually the best for him and his mental health? He clearly, you know, has a desire to smash. He wants to beat. Yeah? <laughs> he wants to he, he wants to drop the cocky. He can't I mean? beat he can't beat COVID, but he wants to beat <laughs> <laughs> Well. That's another thing. But I think they should have the conversation. I think he should talk to his wife and say, babe, I'm polyamorous. I want to smash things. And that's in the, the ball's in her court, whether she wants to say, all right, you know what? That's cool. I can can you imagine? That. And then, then he ends up, you know what I mean? Having like a relationship with two women at the same time. I think that would be the best course of action going forward. Can you imagine being the security guard doing the, the, the shift and then, you, and then you come across the footage and you're like, eh, what's this? And then you realise what you've what you've stumbled upon. How did you do an African accent? No, I didn't. My turned into an African security guard real quick. Hey, what is this? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know, you know. It's a, no, that's well, that's generalising, but nine times out of ten, big up, big up, big up the crew, big up the security crew. But someone must have stumbled across it and been like, ah. Into, you know, brain starts ticking. He must have made some big money off this, selling it to the son. Whoever they sold it to made oh. a tidy profit. How much would the son pay for that video? Half a mil, mil. Half a mil, I reckon. No, no way. Half a mil off the single, I reckon. I reckon, I reckon big piece. If you get quarter, a couple of bags, I reckon if you get a couple of bags, you'd be happy with that. This is massive. This is big news. This is, all right, maybe not half a mil, but I reckon two, two fiddy. No flipping way. Two hundred and fifty k. One. Think how many. Think how many um uh issues they're gonna sell, and clicks they're gonna get 
world exclusive. I'm looking at it now. Hancock's affair with aid, health, sex, fling during COVID. He's hired Gina's top advisor, snogs in office. The thing is, cheats on wife. The thing is, the money's going to have to be worth it because you're probably going to lose your job. Like they'll probably figure out who it was. So oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, money's yeah. going to have to be worked because you're going to be like, fuck this, I'm out. And then you take the peas and you run. So, yeah, it probably would have to be at least like, I mean, what's going to be worth like risking your job, man? 50 mm-hmm. bags, 100 bags. You might be right, man. Did you see the mini Chihuahua video? The um, uh, They flipped the shaggy. It wasn't me, the Matt Hancock. <laughs> it wasn't me. Nah, that sounds hilarious, though. <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, he he's on the money. He's on the money. Whenever anything drops, he's on the money. But um, yeah, man, we'll we'll wait and see what happens. But yeah, that was that was straight in with the banner. Um, there's lots been going on, man. There's lots been going on. We'll just keep with the news. You sent me this interesting clip and um about Dappy. Dappy saves a man's life by talking him down from Tower Tower Bridge. Now, see. That's what I like to see. Yeah, Dappy helped save a man's life by talking him down from London's Tower Bridge. According to The Sun, the critically acclaimed artist was filming a music video nearby when he saw an ambulance and police cars in the area who were tending to a 27-year-old man. Do you know what Dappy said? Dappy went, na na na. (laughs) You're going to commit suicide? Na na na. Na na na. Not on my watch. Um, I hope, yeah, I hope this wasn't staged as a sort of. See, see, the cynic in me thinks. Maybe Dappy somehow planted this, wow. so it just so happened to be in the area, and uh, then he comes out as because he's because he's been oh, in the news. I don't know. I hope it's not true. Hmm? What was he in the news for? In the past, he's been in the news for like I don't know, being just drunk and I don't know, drunk I and you, I think meant recently. Like oh, if, no, no, if no, there no, was no. like say like there was a scandal two weeks ago or a week ago. And now, you know what I mean, we've got this incident where he's turned into the hero. Then I would say, yeah, you know what? There might be something going on there. All right. All right. I might be that. PR stuff. But if like, because as far as I know, and, you know, and I'm not reading, um, looking out for music news all the time as much as I should be really considering I've got a bloody uh, a hip hop magazine. But um, as far as I know, he, he hasn't really had any headlines in a while. So. It seems legit. It seems like, like they say in the story, like he was just filming a music video and all of a sudden, like, because when you read the story, it says that the Boydom shut down his music video production. Okay. There's a suicide attempt. You got to go. So he was like, oh, shit. So they all packed up. And then as he was leaving, the guy recognized him and the guy was like, oh, Dappy. Dappy, like, say, like, standing on the bridge about to jump, like, <laughs> <laughs> police cars and ambulances and fire brigades, and it's all causing a scene, and then this guy's like, fuck this, man, I'm just gonna, do-. and, hey, hey, that's Dappy, Dappy, and he's, he's literally called out to him, and then, he's distracted them, yeah, 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 that's, that, that's the way it seems, like, he spoke to them, Cause- yeah, apparently Dappy's gone, you know, um, to the authorities, is it okay if I go talk to him, and they said, yeah, go for it, they do and say, him down. And, and I'll just, I just I want to believe the story is true. If it is true, like that's that's a bit fucked up in it. But if it is true, I think that's beautiful, man. Like, um, yeah, I hope, I hope it's true because of the value of life, man. Life is precious. If you mm. see somebody in trouble, if you think somebody's gonna kill themselves, step in, man. Do the dappy thing, man. Be a hero like dappy. I'm gonna have to share some kind of dappy image or some kind of meme. That's my guy right now. Big up, dappy. They say 
the best thing you can do if you see someone like contemplating suicide like maybe they're standing at the platform edge to the underground or you're there a bridge or um anywhere yeah anywhere the best thing they say to do is to go to them and ask them for the time and that'll break and it, that that's meant to sort of break their concentration because to hype yourself up to want to kill yourself is must be a madness like i couldn't fathom the amount of courage it takes to think right i'm gonna i'm gonna end it i'm gonna jump off the tra- i'm gonna jump off the platform i'm gonna jump off the bridge so what they say is if you, if you go to someone and, and rather than go hey don't do it what do you, you just go oh excuse me have you got the time please and it will like it will it will snap them out of their like a trance state being of of, of of in the zone to jump and you may save someone's life so uh. That is that is that is what we recommend. Um, there's a number here for like, Samaritans call one one six one two three. And obviously, I think it's important that we talk. And as men, I'm gonna get on this in a minute, but we talk talk about our feelings and talk about shit that's going on. So I hope no one's contemplating suicide or anyone's feeling depressed and down. If they are, then hopefully this podcast can bring them back to life for the week. Take one day at a time. Hell yeah, um, since you're there, uh, supportline.org.uk, if you've got an issue, this is a very serious topic we, we've, we've slipped into now, um, so yeah, if you've got an issue, supportline.org.uk, just go on there and read read what's, what's, what's going on, they've also got a forward slash problems, forward slash suicide, they've got a whole section there dedicated to people that are feeling suicidal, and there's multiple agencies you can call, not just the Samaritans, um, you know, you might think like, man, fuck this American. I'm going to talk to them, man. So, all right, cool. There's, there's, there's others you can talk to. Yeah, it's important to talk, man. It's important to talk. I think uh, share the load, lightens the load. It's good to, it's good to, good to get out, out of the system. But yeah, if you do see someone, hopefully, you know, we have a straightforward week in our commutes or whatever as people are going back to work or just about their daily business. But just say how they're doing. Say to someone, oh, do you want to, talk, you know, how you feeling? What's the time to break their concentration? Do you want to talk about it? And if they don't want to talk about it, at least they, you've acknowledged them and that could help them. So big up Dappy. I was just being a bit cynical there. So I'll be interested to I'll be interested to hear the new material. I'm a big Dappy fan. Uh, and then seeing his I always feel he could have pushed on. Like he he is so talented, but it's always been a bit up and down, isn't it? He dropped a video a few weeks ago, a month, a few months ago, where there was like telling some story. Did you see it, Kao? And it was a sto- it was a story of um I think it was well the the video was portrayed as like him and his boy and then one went they were both shot in and one went one way into the music and stopped shotting the other one carried on shotting and obviously got caught got mm. caught up on the roads but um yeah he's a, he's a great artist amazing artist so big up Dappy and I hope that person who he helped is feeling better when you say pushed on. Where where would your ideal uh, place for Dappy be? Do you mean like uh, you you kind of want him to be Stormzy kind of levels, or something like that? Um, like he- headlining Glastonbury. That yeah, guy. he should be headlining. Yeah, I think he could headline shows and festivals. And he's got if you think about his pop background, uh, you think about the you think about when he came up. Channel U, sort of two thousand and what seven eight nine was it around them times. So you think the the sound that they were coming with was like different poppy, but also like a a bit hard or whatever, different styles. He's singing, he's melodies, rapping. Um, the guys are like talented artists, man. I just 
feel he could definitely do like or or should be doing big numbers and just more of a staple in the the the, the front of people's um, views of of, of top ice. I That's- feel just because of his talent. Yeah, personally, I think Dappy's the best. I think everybody knows that Dappy's the best. Dappy knows he's the best. Everybody else knows that he's the best. And he's got the best peas as well. He must be a multi-millionaire by now. If he isn't, I'll be surprised. If he isn't, it must be a thing where he's had the multi-millions and he's pissed it away, like <laughs> strippers and flipping jewellery and just for, like popping bottles in the club. It must be that. Because as far as I know, he's had hits um, with N-dubs. He's had hits um, with his solo material, maybe he hasn't always had no number ones, but mm. you know he's he's made a mark on culture and he's respected. And I don't think he can walk around like he can't go to a shopping center and people don't know who he is. He can go to any shopping center in the country. Um, whether or not he's that big outside these islands or not, I don't know. I don't know. Like he might be walking around America, nobody knows who he is. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but. Over here, I'm pretty sure that he gets all of the respect and the credit that he deserves. He gets the critical acclaim and he gets the respect and the love from the streets as well. So, yeah. And now he, he just gets the respect from just humans, in it? Just as a good human, in it? Shout out to Dappy, man. Definitely, definitely. He, I think before he was seen maybe as a bit of a bad boy and then he's, he's done the Paolo Di Canio role. It's like he went from pushing the ref to catching the ball to ensuring that the goalkeeper gets uh gets the treatment sort of that's that, that's so yeah hope he pushes on now and uh maybe not even pushes yeah i'll be this is good things man that's i um, think he's good i think he's good to go i think yeah he's, i think he's that sick. point of his career where he's got his core fan base and now he just needs to just keep doing his thing and and he'll always be all right i don't think he needs to grow or uh expand or something you know what i mean like mm. um <clears throat> i kind of look at him as like you know like um the artists we grew up listening to um, and how now, like, they're not really going to get any more fans. Do you know what I mean? Like, Snoop Dogg ain't getting no more fans, you know? Like, Wiley ain't getting no more fans. Like, guys are just, like, I don't know, like, Bounty Killer, like, Beanie Man. They ain't getting no more fans. You got your fans. You done your thing back in the day. And now every time you put something out, your people are just going to love you and respect you and they're going to go and support you in it. And I think I'm, I'm putting... Dappy in that category there with artists that are just dope and certain and everyone loves them. So just keep mm-hmm. doing you in it. Keep doing you, Dappy man. Big up Dappy. That, that I'm gonna get a nice. Dappy tattoo. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right. You're getting, ha- you're getting happy with Dappy. Get him on my left titty. Oh, <laughs> that'd be a bit batty. Don't get batty with Dappy. Get happy. Why is the um, Dappy a bit batty? What getting the next man's name tattooed on your breast? Nice nah, face. You're going to get his face. Oh, yeah, that's, that's definitely not gaming, Cal. Safe, isn't it? Yeah, safe. You, you do you, man. You do you. You do you, mate. Um, <laughs> I haven't got any tattoos. I often think about getting some tats, but um, I don't. I don't. I went to um, Andrew's family party yesterday, and um, one of her cousins is, is fully tatted, and her fiancé is fully tatted. It looks, it looks pretty cool, man, but I don't think I could do that. You know what? I, I love the look, man. I like a, a sleeve. The way a sleeve looks really detailed. Um, but um, see, this is crazy. I did read once years ago that actually isn't the healthiest thing to, to put ink in your skin. Um, and it put me off. Mm. 
I can um, imagine. I can imagine. And also just, I don't know, the way I was raised, the family I came from, it was just like a thing where, yeah, don't get no tattoos, don't get no piercings, just keep it natural, innit? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, I'm the same. Well, not so much the, uh, the strictness, but it never really entertained our family. Although saying that, my sister and my, a few of my family members have got tattoos, actually. Discreet ones. Discreet ones. In fact, everyone, I think the, a lot of people I know have got tattoos. Do you reckon Matt Hancock's got a tattoo? What would he have, the dirty bastard? I reckon he's got like... What would he have? Do you reckon he's got like a full back tattoo, like a... <laughs> some tribal uh, some tribal thing on his arm or something? He might he might have one of those old school kind of tattoos. You know, like the ones the sailors used to have, where you've got like a, a beautiful woman with some big <laughs> boobs in like, a, in like a heart shape. Yeah. <laughs> he's such a horny guy in it. He's such a horny bastard. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I wouldn't man. be surprised if he hasn't got a tattoo actually he seems I don't know do you reckon he smokes oh. weed nah I don't know nah I doubt it you know what I back don't. in his uni days I reckon him and his aide I should probably google her name I reckon they might have they might have had a spliff they might have had a spliff or two back at uni it's Gina Colidangelo she got the fight. See what I'm saying? She got the spicy name and everything. Come on. She's too spicy for him, man. The way he was kissing her and, and, and rubbing her down, though, that definitely wasn't spicy. That was like, that was mashed potato. That was bland. That was, he wasn't representing. Uh, he wasn't, he wasn't representing. He wasn't representing. But. What are you talking about? Now he was doing his thing, bro. No, it looks like, that was, like, you know if what? it was uh, me, if it was me in the office, listen. <laughs> you would have got a lot more greaser than that, yeah. Can't say too much. Streets is watching. I think we can all we can all guess they've probably got a lot more greaser than what we saw. So that that was nothing. That was light work. Probably. Hey, I want to oh, stay yeah. on music. Um, I've been listening. There's a good some good projects out. I know there's a few more general general topics, but I, I jump to music if you're happy with that. Um, what? Because we were talking about Dappy. What? What been playing? Oh. I've got to stay. I've been playing that uh, Matt Comey from Griselda, the new guy from Griselda, Pray for Haiti. I don't know if you heard it. I but, saw it, but I ain't. Let's go. Yeah, What's it saying? Hard. Very hard. Very, very hard. Very hard. Like, he used to roll with, he used to roll with um, West Side Gun back in the day, a few years ago, as part of Fashion Rebels. And then I think they parted ways, obviously, after Fashion Rebels, Griselda just took off with Westside and his and his brother and cousin, <clears throat> and they're like the the main label that you see now, especially for sort of that type of rap. But Matt Comey's linked up with him again, and this Pray for Haiti project, man, the beats are like hard, solid. Um, there's a few minimal type beats, you know, like um, uh, what's his name, Rock Marciona, like almost them type, some of those them type of beats, like it's not that much going on, like no pounding drums, it's like a nice eerie sample. Um, minimal. minimal some beats one record I've been playing a 26 letter I've, I've been playing that every day without question so pray for Haiti yeah. Matt Comey Matt Comey Matt Comey it is hard very hard a lot of beats by the conductor um, yeah I thought Matt Comey was one of um, Rock Marciano's guys I thought, I thought I thought it was like that I didn't realise he was with Griselda um, I think he's I think well this album's on Griselda uh, he was with. I think he, I, I'm guessing he used to roll with them. That's Westside Gun, and obviously you've got 
uh, rock Marciano, all similar camps. And he, he reminds me the way he raps is very rock Marciano with a bit of J electronica like that. The way he rhymes mm. is, mm, he's got some bars, man. He's got some quotables. Like seriously, if you want, if you want some proper hip hop for the next few days or week, download that, uh, pray for Haiti and he's Haitian as well. And, and a few of the records he does pay homage to Haiti where he's speaking Haitian and he's got skits of like, yeah, people cool. from Haiti talking and he's talking in French. Well, it's like Haitian both <coughs> in French and it's his own language. But um I like that. It's his one singing record. Uh what's the au revoir? Uh with Melanie Charles. Au revoir. I can't sing the rest obviously because it's uh anyway, but you hit you know you you know you know when you hear it. So that is that is one of my big recommendations, man. And mm. West Side's on it, he does his own thing, talking his uh his big money talk. Yeah. Uh, I'm liking to look at the production on there. I can see uh, DJ Green Lantern on the beats there on the, on the production credits. I think yeah. Green Lantern was uh, signed to Eminem, wasn't he? Wasn't he on Shady Records? He was his tour DJ. He was his tour DJ. So mm. Lantern was like the big mixtape, amazing mixtape DJ. Mm. I think you can get his mixtapes on um, if you check on YouTube or even that Piff. But he was his tour DJ, and then he also nice. dropped oh, a few man. dropped a few projects with. Uh, with Griselda, I think he did Machine on Steroids with Conway. Um, but yeah, Danny the Danny the Flair, that 26 letter, that do, 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 it's this horn, it's like little this haunted horn sample, and the bars, bruv, the bars, the bars. So definitely, 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 definitely go and check that out. Um, what else dropped a new project which I really like? Oh, Tyler the Creator. Have you seen the video visuals? So Tyler the Creator has dropped a project with DJ Drama. Talking about another mixtape DJ, he he hooked up with DJ Drama and he dropped a new album, uh, which is called Call Me If You Get Lost, and is is really good. I really like Tyler the Creator. I didn't get him at the beginning years ago, but now I get it, and I fucks with him. Yeah, for me, Tyler has been like just one of the most refreshing artists to emerge probably in the last decade or so. Big like, time. He's just so full of creative energy, man, and just so unique. Um, and it just seems like he's not slowing down at all. Like there's a track on there where he talks about, you know, how he's in a good place, like he's fallen in love and, you know, his, his skin's looking good, he's looking fresh. <laughs> You know, uh, and he talked about, you know, how he's getting into into acting and and making uh, movies and uh, writing. He's writing like there's like theater shows, productions or whatever he's doing. He's just talking about the future and just sounding so full of hope. I love it, man. He just seems like he's in a really good place right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and, and the album is Grease, man. Like I saw a little um, a little video where he talked about how he's always wanted to work with DJ Drama. Um, and I do Gets like DJ Drama. You know what I'm saying? I do like I do like DJ Drama's mixtapes, man. Um, he's got that iconic tag on his mixtapes, and he talks a lot of shit. Like, and I think um I think it's currency. I think it's some some of those currency mixtapes with DJ Drama all over it, man. I love that shit. I used to just drive around, just just you know what I mean, bumping that currency, listening to like Gangsta Grizzlies. Yeah, man. And then um, so to hear. And someone like Tyler now, he's in a place where he can just be fully commercial. Like he can do, you know, uh, stuff that's going to make multi-millions and, and be pop music and be in the charts. And you know what I mean? And try and 
work with the biggest brands and keep his his image like super clean. But he's not doing that at all. He's still staying true to his original vibes and he's working with mixtape DJs. So that's going to actually help out DJ drama and, and elevate him to a higher level. And maybe he'll be able to get some opportunities because there's going to be people listening to this Tyler album. I think I've said before that Tyler and his crew, Odd Future, they kind of exist in a space that is bigger than hip hop, where the crowd that they've attracted are like an alternative kind of crowd that, you know, they they might even feel like I don't really like hip hop, but I like Tyler. Like I don't really mm-hmm. fuck with hip hop, but I fuck with Odd Future. You know them ones there. So there's people that are going to be hearing DJ Drama and thinking I ain't never heard of this guy before. That's just that's going to get him some opportunities. I just love this whole thing. The production is fucking dope. Um, the rhymes are like he's gotten a bit more relaxed. Like the older he's gotten, he's gotten a bit more relaxed and it's less the screaming and shouting. And just more, just like storytelling is what he's doing now. Mm. Kind of just doing storytelling, man. And I, I, I'm feeling this, this new direction he's going in, man. It's fucking dope. I recommend any everybody out there to go and get that. Call me if you get lost. Yeah, like, it's a nice vibe from the type. Like <clears throat> people are being a bit more socially responsible with album titles now. Like we got "Pray for Haiti" that Mac Homie just did. You've got uh, Tyler saying "Call me if you get lost." Like people are really plugging into what's going on in society and spreading love and, and i'm with that man yeah um no i agree man 100 it's under some a new like alias uh, uh was it uh Baudelier? It's, it's got like a different type of character but uh, i was surprised to have dj drama on it i didn't think at first i thought well this is a strange mix but it, it works and even like to have a mixtape dj on your album like when kendrick lamar had kid capri all over damn it just it just made sense. It just made it feel like a didn't didn't make it feel like a mixtape. Didn't it made it feel like a conceptual album, which this is. Uh, he's definitely staying hard with the bars in terms of the metaphors and the lyrics and everything like that. He's yeah, he's not got as tongue in cheek or uh, offensive as he was in the past. Because wasn't he banned from coming in the UK a while ago? I don't know lyrics. if that's been lifted, man. No, I think oh, I think it has. I think it has, yeah. but oh, I don't know. I've not seen him perform. But um, this is this, this this is a real range, and there's a re- there's a record about uh, the re- record Massa. Uh, there's the one about what's your name about the girl, and then when he dropped the video, you know the the uh, the visuals like the seventies, mm. the way it was filmed, and like the camera, the dressing, the cars, the oh. pastel colors, yeah. the the girl carrying the croissant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the waitress man, saying, you know, man, man. he's a visual artist. He's like a fashion designer as well, isn't he? Oh, he's he's hard, a, a feature yeah, brand. He's hard. He's hard, Talking man. about the band, didn't he get banned for hate speech for saying, mm. you know, like uh, derogatory terms against homosexuals and stuff like that? Which is ironic because I think he's bisexual. Well, since he's come out as gay, you would have thought the band would be lifted purely for that reason, no? Because mm. mm. he's he's gay. So how can he be? Doing hate speech if he's gay. Um, yeah, it's mad. Because I, I don't know. He's uh, he definitely knows how to troll, and he definitely does his own thing. And like what you were saying about Wolfgang and his he, um, like his his clique and all that. They're they're in a space of their own hip hop people. Like that, they're, they're for the BMX skateboarders hippies grungies people that don't necessarily go to street hip-hop people that don't like commercial hip-hop but just this whole different type of 
group and that's maybe why i didn't gravitate towards them because i was a bit older and i was thinking oh this is a bit shock just for shock value you know but listening to him like especially his, his, his older stuff that we had you know the um the flower boy um some of the other projects we reviewed as well we spoke about that Igor album was hard and had a bit more singing on it as well he's he's versatile man and he makes his own beats his beats are hard and uh it sounds like he plays a lot of his own shit so did you definitely ever... check it out did you ever notice that there were a lot of skaters around Leighton Stone uh, when we were young? Yeah, 100%. Like, when we were teenagers, like, it was people from our age group and then younger as well, of course, that were just really, like, all around the city centre, if you want to call it that, like, near the, the train station. There was this one particular building as well that had a rail, and they was always grand. Shout out to... um. Uh, Matt King, um, so he did some skating in in one of my videos back in the day, mm. and uh, he it was him and his crew that was always around there, like always chilling. And so I, you know, I used to hang with him from time to time, and I was just always feeling that vibe. I can't say I was really of the culture because, uh, you know, I ain't just got no athletic bones in my body, <laughs> and I was never skating, but I could hang with them, I could chill with them, and we did have some music tastes in common like those guys were typically like either they're into like the grungy indie kind of shit mm. or they're into like the kind of like lupe fiasco like you know that backpack kind of hip-hop kind of stuff they skate to that um so you know I, yeah i mean I, I always identify with that crowd and when um of future and tyler the creator came around it was just like oh yo that's one of the guys like you know what i mean one of that grungy kind of skating crowd you know with the baggy jeans and the chain like that little chain that they clip onto their belt and they put it in their pocket or whatever <laughs> big flipping skate shoes vans and um uh what's that other brand that they wear the vans and um oh, i can't remember the brands off the top of my head yeah cons all of that all of them them crazy skating uh brands and shit supra yeah man uh, i think a lot of actually street culture and hip-hop culture uh, comes from that aspect of people being on the streets and just skating, like skateboarding, roller skating, bowers, inlines, all of that shit. Mm. Um, like they to, they, they influenced the culture. Didn't you used to roller skate? Not me, man. No, no, my brother did. Okay, uh, okay. And um, uh, yeah, loads of other people did, but not me. I think I had a go on, on, on my brother's skates at the time, but... I never really had the balance and the agility and all that. I just kept falling over. I was like, I oh, fuck this man as well. Yeah, skateboarders, man, they always had the videos and their their skating videos had like Wu Tang, Premier, Beat Nuts. See, the videos were sick, like, because like guys would be doing the maddest tricks, like grinding some long ass rails, and then they would just be stacking. Like the stack videos were mad as well. Oh yeah, it was too much. People would like split their eye open or cut their nuts open or heads whatever it's like boss heads getting boss arms getting broke up and the one thing i rated about skaters is they just kept going man they would fuck themselves up and they would just get up dust themselves off and keep going and i just thought you know skaters are fucking dope man yeah big up the skaters um more music i've been listening to is i got the real late by peter rosenberg that's a real taste of New York hip-hop. So Peter Mo- Rosenberg, obviously, for Hot 97 and the old One Epstein podcast, put together a real good uh, collection of New York artists called uh, 
up late or real late, sorry. And it's got like Method Man, Westside Gun, Styles P, Ransom, Smoke Dizza, Rock Marciano, uh, Ray Kwan's on there, Crime Apple, everyone, man, everyone. And it is hard. Homeboy Sandman, very, very hard, solid project. And that sort of modern day with a, with a, with a pinch of nostalgic New York hip hop with, with a Wu-Tang sort of crew members dotted around so definitely check that out as well man i've been in my new york bag with that hold up what was that project i missed the name uh real late by peter rosenberg oh the rosenberg thing yeah yeah man yeah i haven't checked that out but that's on the list man it looks like it's gonna be gonna be amazing that was the name of his show isn't it yeah he still goes with it as well i I think it's i think he still got the show real late so um he wanted to i'm surprised it's taking him this long to do it because uh, li- what did I listen to him on? He was on the uh, Drink Champs podcast and he was talking about his falling outs with Nicki Minaj and Chuck D and he was seen as a villain for a while in hip hop but he's always stayed true to doing that show for free on a Sunday night just playing some real authentic hip hop so it's good to see this project to see in the light um, and it reminded me of you know when um, DJ Clue put out The Professionals or you know DJs mm. would put together a uh, an album not a freestyle it's not like a funk flex 60 minutes but like a uh, the dj would pick the beats obviously they didn't produce but they chose the beats they produced it they a and it and then they got the artist and mm-hmm. yeah it's a real good project man very good project another one for the underground yeah. hip-hop heads i, I, I want to shout out rosenberg because um like you kind of alluded to he's an absolute legend and a mainstay in hip-hop culture um and I don't think he ever gets his flowers. I don't ever hear anybody talking about him, man. And um, and like you say, he's kind of got that ear where he knows how to find the dope shit and he puts people on. And if you're saying he does a show for free, that's even better. Do you know what I mean? I didn't know he was doing it for free. Just doing it for the love of it, man. And he's given people careers. He's given people a chance. I've heard him play UK rappers on his show before. Um, rappers that I'd never heard of. And giving them a platform. Do you know what I mean? Giving people a chance to eat, man. Shout out to Rosenberg. That's it. That's it. That's it. Showing that there's still a, a semi-important place for radio within the music space. Uh, talking to UK artists, our boy Sonny Jim has a, yet again another project. This guy blood, doesn't bloody stop. I mean, he hooked up with Kev Brown a while ago to do a joint venture, which I had the uh, pleasure of being in in one of the recording sessions. Um, and even tried to write a verse and spit a verse. Michael Parkinson was there as well, which I met Michael Parkinson. He's cool. Shout out to and, um but uh, other than the joint venture, he's he's hooked up with. This is really impressive. He's hooked up with Buck Wild from Digging in the Crates. Come on. So it's a a whole album produced by Buck Wild, uh, Sonny Jim on the uh, bars, and it's called Coke Rock. And um, yeah, man, it's really good. Well, you you know what you're no, getting. Nothing you're... to do with Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, man. This is some. This is some ode to. Well, the the, the picture on the art is uh, looked like some b boys in the eighties early 80s with a big uh, ghetto blast or whatever and, and those mad sunglasses looking like looking like the blind guy from Star Trek Next Generation but um, this this album is hard man this album's hard the beats Buckwild one of the best obviously digging in the crates and Sonny Jim just stays stays consistent I think this is you know don't if it ain't broke don't fix it you know what you're going to get with his like luxury bars drug bars metaphors flips 
um, sort of a, a lazy, laid back type of chilled vocal approach. You know, you know, he delivers it. It's, it's almost like he's sitting down. He can't be bothered. He's like half half stoned, which he probably is knowing him after time. But really, really good project. This man definitely check it out. Uh, for sure i ain't checked it out yet that's definitely on my list i've actually just found something crazy in, in rap genius right um because i've typed in sony jim i've got an album expected in august 2021 oh no he's your guy maybe you can ask him if this is something to do with him or not but there's some big flipping so the album's unreleased and there's some big names on it it's like sunny jim featuring dj premiere featuring madlib featuring mf doom yeah yeah got, is that is that his album yeah he's got, Yo. he's got he's got a project with uh i forget the guy's name i think they started a few years ago and it didn't and it was just like put on hold from what from my understanding like i haven't spoke to him in a while about this but he's got verses and, and tunes with people uh and 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 other artists lined up i just think because you know he works hard and he pay you know he pays you're paying, for, you're paying for the production. You're paying for the features. You're, you're showing that, you know, he, his business acronym, his business side of it has always been like, yeah, I'll pay you for a verse. I'll pay you for the bit production, which is a lot. I think UK artists never did do, especially in UK hip hop at the time. So he just pushed on from that. But I'm looking forward to that project. Yeah, super excited to hear the Doom verse as well. Yo, I mean, just shout out to Sonny, man, because he, I think he's doing stuff that people before him didn't do man you know he's 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 gone off the beaten track and he's he's forging this new world man like man's doing tracks with jay electronica and mf doom and shit that's fucking dope man go on on, sonny go on yeah what else you be listening to anything else well um i think the tyler the creator was probably the newest thing that i listened to um I went back and listened to some some slightly older releases. I checked out uh, the Alchemist's latest release, This Thing of Ours. Um, that is that is really dark. Like if you like Alchemist, then you know you know what he's about. You know he's uh, one of the forefathers of this kind of modern minimal uh, style hip hop production, mm. and so you get a lot of that. Um, and um, he's obviously got some really dope features on there. Um, it's it's an album that's kind of like it's short, so it, you could call it an EP. Yeah, I think it's um, only four tracks because it's got the instrumentals as well, isn't it? I I remember checking this out quickly. Uh, yeah, Elswitch, uh, Boldly James. Yeah, it's like twenty one minutes in duration. Um, so it's kind of like a four track EP with the four instrumentals right afterwards. Um, but but I like it, man. It's dope, and it's got one of my favorite artists that I have just discovered this year, uh, Pink Sifu on there. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend uh, people to go check that out. Like we're deep in the hip hop bag in this episode. Like so far, everything has just been just proper underground, authentic, like street hop, if you will. This is what um, this is what we love, man. This is what we love. Uh, Alchemist hooked up with Currency. Currency dropped another project, another one, another one, another um, one. This covert covert coop, which is. Uh, which was good, which is solid, man. And there's a really good currency interview on Adam Twenty Two podcast. You should check that out if you like currency. I like currency a lot. Like I could just his whole business business talk and he right the way he rhymes is unique. So another Alchemist project for you, Cal and listeners. Currency Alchemist Culvert Coop that dropped the other day. 
Currency don't stop, man. He's got like a, a Jet Life album, I think, as well. Yeah, like um, um, artists on his label. Something. Yeah, it's like Welcome to Jet Life Records, and it's it's people on his label, and uh, with him, he's going hard on it as well because he usually has to represent. I've, I gave it a quick listen earlier on. That's solid. And oh, his, uh, his catalog is undefeated, man. Mm, you, you can't mess mm. with like you talk about Solid Jim working hard. Currency's one of those type of guys as well, man. Like he just just does the work. You know what I mean? Yeah, there was this interesting Twitter thing I read about him where he um basically it was it was telling people to maximize your revenue streams by focusing on one thing and diversifying it and doing as much as possible so for example you've got currency he raps uh, so he's got he gets money from like shows and streams and selling cds or vinyl or whatever then he's got his clothing label jet life so tracksuits and hats and jackets then he's got his car collection so he buys his vintage cars does them up, rents them out, uh, goes to car shows, put on car shows, and then he now now he's part of this mini, you know, like matchbox cars, like mini these little mini model cars. Yeah. So he has something to do with these vintage little model cars that he puts out, and he's just like just killing it. So even if he doesn't rap anymore, he just he's got bare different streams, multiple sort of streams of revenue. Yeah, so. I don't think he's ever needed to rap. He's always been into cars. Um, weed as well obviously. I don't know what he does with, with weed I, I imagine that since it is legal in many in many states I imagine that someone like Currency will be investing in in marijuana like if, yeah. if, if, if he hasn't got a place that distributes it then maybe he's got somewhere that grows it or you know or maybe he's got some type of product like I've seen um, the Urkel guy he released his own um, strain of weed recently so maybe Currency's got his own strength or so, you know i don't know who knows man there's so many products you can make with um cbd and stuff now as well which is kind of bigger than i suppose just just selling weed uh, because that can go all over the world that can be legal you know like how wu-tang had the wugu and, and stuff like that you know what i mean it's, and this stuff is it's healthy it's helping people it's uh it's positive I like all of that. I don't really know what kind of business interest that Spitter's got going on, but something like that sounds dope. One interesting thing I want to note before we move on is the uh, the Jet Life album, Welcome to Jet Life Recordings 2, literally dropped on the 25th of June. So that's fresh off the press. And that's got a, a guy on there called T.Y. So I don't know if that's a guy on his label or not, but the guy's all over it. And it just kind of... Obviously, we've uh, we've had uh, one of our famous UK rap artists T.Y. Uh, passed away not too long ago. So it's just kind of, uh, I think it's rubbed me up the wrong way seeing that there's another artist called T.Y. and it's all over this project. But uh, yeah, let's check it out and let's, let's, let's see what he's saying. You know, mm. probably got absolutely nothing to do with Ty from here. Um, but uh, there's a, a strange correlation. Mm. But yeah, another, mm. another um, project I've been listening to recently is Vinnie Paz, burn everything that bears your name. Man, I mean, <laughs> Vinnie Paz is one of these guys that I've been listening to my whole life. Like, pretty much since I first got into hip hop, he was doing his thing with Jedi Mind Tricks. Um, and eventually the, the band split up and he just kept going solo. Um, and his new shit is absolutely fire man like but it, again it's this is that deep horrorcore 
kind of kind of hip hop. This is more than street hop. This is, yeah, I would say horrorcore, man. Um, you know, he's got a feature from Ill Bill on there. Um, Chino XL is on there. Um, Cry I'm Apple, like it's it's it's, it's that in it. It's that kind of like it's like yeah. if you know about Ill Bill and guys like that, then you know what kind of zone that this is in Chino XL. You know, it's lyrical, it's gritty, um, and you know, and and ain't. They ain't pulling no punches, man. There's a lot of tough talk. Like, this is hard. Like, this is really hard. I'm feeling it. Nice. Nice, nice. Um, the UK, I know we spoke a lot about USX. Uh, I just see a few videos. There's like loads of videos dropped on Friday. There was the Freddo uh, video, Talk of the Town, where he's sort of driving around his ends. Uh, and it's pretty straightforward. You know, you get with Freddo, Talk of the Town. Nothing out of the ordinary, but it's a solid track. Big up Fredo on that one, getting solid numbers and just being consistent, I think, with this. Um, that was okay. And I was really impressed with the Heady One. There's a new Heady One video uh, and it's to do with money. But the way the video has been shot, it's like um, like a heist. Like a, They're robbing a, a van. Uh, what's it called? You know, with the money in it, all that. The uh, security guard with the money. Mm. And then he's gambling and then it's just about his journey with the money and the way the money is is affecting his moves and what he does. And it, there's one scene where he lets off a rocket launcher and he and he and he blows up the truck or he shoots at police or the helicopter. It's like proper Hollywood's type type shit. So it's a good record as well. So big up big up Heady One who seems to be going from strength to strength. It's called Pound Signs, and I really like that one. Sort of out of all the out of all the drill people, I don't drill sort of run its course but heady one uh definitely definitely going from strength to strength and h learning curve um which is again nothing to write about solid get some radio play good video really good video very very like clever video good video and uh yeah h h would do it sounds like it's american production sort of higher hats fast beats and uh yeah he's just staying consistent um, I've just seen there was a video dropped. I haven't watched it yet, but apparently Crept and Conan have done like an England. I was just going to mention that. Have you seen it? Because I'm thinking, right, it's a bit late, lads. Like they're three games in. They've got Germany Tuesday. They're probably the chance of beating Germany is. I think they've got a good chance. You know what? I wonder if I wonder if what they wanted to do is they wanted to capitalize, like maximize on the hype, and they were just gambling that England were going to make it through the group stage. And they could drop it just before the Germany game, um, which is interesting because obviously if, if England flopped in the group stage, then they would have to shelve it. They couldn't even release the track. England um, did flop in the group stages, even though they qualified. <laughs> England, England was, I know, I know Southgate's got a plan and I know you don't win tournament footballs by being sexy in advance. You win, you win tournament football by being solid and semi-boring, which England have been. Um, but this record maybe could have been dropped. I haven't heard it yet. It's called LA. We are England 21. It's got silver and millions. I'm a big fan of millions, massive fan of millions. So I'd be interested to to hear what he's like on that. But I don't know if they've maybe done it a bit bit too late, do you think, or a bit early? Uh, I mean, I don't know too much about millions, but I'm looking forward to hearing what Morrison's got to say on that, man. I think oh, it's Morrison. Oh, yeah. Jeez, okay. hard like and 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 you know he's into football and he's an East End guy as well. So yeah, I do like to West see Ham. what's going on. Yeah, man, I do like to see what's going on with Morrison. I feel like Morrison's gonna body this tune, you know. I feel like really, this is Morrison's tune, isn't it? It's like this is a Morrison type of tune, 
and the rest of them man are kind of like riding his wave. I feel like we the, should. You know what I mean? I almost feel like feel we should like pause, pause the pod and watch it and then review it straight away on some light. <laughs> <laughs> but is, um, is it even out? Yeah, man, I've just seen it 16 hours ago on um, Graham Daily. 323,000 views. I saw a clip saying that the video was coming. I didn't know it's actually out. Now, I'm, 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 I'm happy to see this. I'm a, I'm a fan of Krypton Conan. I'm a big fan of Millions, like I said. He dropped some new record that was a flip on... Um, Magic Stick, but it was talking about like the trap or whatever. Mm. And um, you, you, Williams is one of them because he's from Birmingham with the accent and his delivery. It, you either like it or you don't get it, and you do need to. And what I like is I need to listen to him a number of times. So obviously we've grown up listening to Ray Ghost, Raskas, certain artists. You need to listen to a few times. MF Doom. You need to be like, what did he say? I need to go back and listen to that. Or a week later, you'll get the metaphor thing. Ah, that's what you meant. I don't think we have that enough now, especially in the UK, especially with these young drill artists, which is fair enough because they're just mental capacity. You know, they're just not of that thing. They're just more all sound the same. And it's it's, it's very limited with the vocab. Man said mental capacity. What it's a true. phrase. You, are you saying that drill artists don't have the mental capacity to create intelligent artwork? I'd say they don't have what I've seen. They don't have the mental capacity to drop lyrics. That makes me think, wow, like, what did you just say? Let me rewind that. They're dropping art and it's their art and I can't knock it because it's their art. Whether it's like getting people to think, I don't think they've got it in them. I don't think they've got it. in I'll them. I'll tell at you all. what, who does have it in them. We've missed a couple of episodes. So I feel like this is still relevant. Uh, Rich Free 2, the little big man album. Um, I don't think we talked about that before, have we? I don't think so, but he's um, he's a case in point. He's so that, someone that you listen to and be like, what? You know. Exactly. And that dropped just at the end of May. Um, so it's still like all of the projects that have come out, this is still my favorite release so far. Like nothing's topped it since. Um, there's a few contenders. There's a new Sky Zoo album, which I haven't listened to yet. Um, but um, yeah, this 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 is just cold, isn't it? Like Rich, you know how he rhymes. You should know him by now. Um, there's a track on there called Pressure featuring Blade Brown. Um, let me tell you, listen, I, I couldn't get through it. Like, there's only nine tracks on this album. It's 30 minutes long, 31 minutes long, yeah? Um, it's got that reloadable kind of factor. You get to the end of the album, you just want to play again, right? And Pressure is like halfway through, like track six. And I just couldn't finish it. I just kept reloading it and reloading like. When Blade Brown comes in, his verse, Duppy's that like even Wretch's verse, Wretch's first verse is sick. His second verse is mad as well, but his first verse is sick. And then when Blade Brown comes, it's like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like they're talking about, they're talking about grown man things, in it. They're talking about what do you really know about pressure? That's the concept in it. Like this is my idea of what it is about pressure and about handling pressure and being under pressure and how pressure can kind of break people um you know it's not always that pressure makes diamonds like it's it's an amazing track like and the, the production is incredible as well go check that out man the whole album is just mad like it's little big man by rich d2 yeah 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 i will do you know what i'm not even i won't say i'm not the not i wouldn't even say i'm the biggest rich d2 fan but i just don't pay as much attention as I really should which isn't fair because he 
is up there. He's up there. He's up there. So I need to listen to that. I need to listen to him more, actually. That dropped at the end of May, so not too long ago. But such is the speed in which projects fly off your shelf. That's what I'm saying. When you find a project and you play it for more than a week, it's like, well, it must resonate. So, um, yeah, because yeah. there's been so many releases since. Like, I've, I've checked out some of the uh, the golden oldies. Um, like I said, um, Vinnie Paz. Uh, Snoop Dogg dropped a new project as well, uh, From the Streets to the Sweets. Um <laughs> I'm not, I'm not listening to that. I'm definitely not listening to that. Uh, what's wrong with Uncle Snoop Dogg, man? No, man. There's only one Snoop Dogg album. That, there's only one do- album you need to listen to, and that's Doggy Style. And then maybe, maybe Murder Was The Case. And, yeah. Ah, for me, Snoop is dope. Like, anything Snoop drops, I'm all over it. Even that, that fucking Just Eat advert, I still like, like when that comes on, I'm just seeing my <laughs> little shoulders just bouncing. Did somebody say... Just eat. <laughs> I bet you know the whole lyrics, isn't it? No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't, I don't know the words. Yeah. Um, but I just think Snoop has just got that source, man. Like he could be seventy years old, still dropping albums and still killing it, man. Do you and think I, he's I the like most it. famous? Do you think he's the most famous rap artist? Do you think he's more known than? Because this is a this comes up in like other pods, but do you think he's more known than Eminem? Who's who's the three oh. biggest? I mean, if you think about it, yeah. Who's really done more than Snoop? Like, who's really done more? Like, he's been around for so long, man. He's done so much. He's He's gone past. He's one of these people that has gone past being a rapper, and he's just become a part of culture, like, just pop culture, isn't it? Like, everybody knows Snoop Dogg is, you know? Mm. Uh, I know everybody knows Eminem is too, but... Snoop has done like you know like reality TV shows and uh, all kinds of movies. Uh, I mean I know Eminem's done two two movies as well, but I think that Snoop is by far like a much bigger uh, pop culture yeah. icon than Eminem is. I, I think I think I would very much still call Eminem a rapper, but Snoop is like come on man, he's just Snoop like he's got like 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 a TV presenter and TV personality, just an all-round celebrity, really. Yeah, I don't disagree. Snoop agree. I don't disagree. I think I think Snoop's number one. Snoop's number one. Um, there's a lot of music to get through, so obviously, as always, so much, so much music, such little time. DMX dropped an album, the posthumous album from DMX, which was an emotional listen. Um, you know, it's one of these things where. Is, did the album come out the way that he would have intended? I don't know. I heard talk that it was like a, a charity thing, like like the album got put together to give some money to his family, mm. um, and um, which is obviously a really nice gesture. And it's like there's a feature on pretty much every single track. They even got Bono from U2 on there. Um, you know, Nas is on there, Jay Z's on there, Snoop is on there, West Side Guns on there. Alicia Keys is on there. Uh, the, all the productions done by Swiss Beats. The Locks is on there. Lil Wayne. You know, so it's like they've kind of reunited the whole DMX family, if you will, from like the Swiss Beats days uh, up until now. Like the the kind of uh, the Def Jam Jays with like Jay Z and Nas. You know, like Belly. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Um, so you got a Belly track with like Jay Z and Nas, and then you got like a track with the Locks, like the, the kind of Rough Riders and you know, 
Snoop Dogg. You saw like when Snoop did the uh, the versus battle with him. We ain't even talked about verses yet. When Snoop Dogg did the verses battle with him, you saw the love, the mutual respect that the two artists had there. He's got a track yeah. on there. Like, yeah, I think I think it's 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 okay. You know, it's okay. I think if you're a DMX fan, you should definitely check it out. It's the like I don't know if there's gonna be another one after this. It might be the last album. There might be some verses lying around that people can copy and paste together and make an album. But this might just be the last album. It's called Exodus. It sounds final, like with that type of a title as well. Exodus, DMX. Did you um? Did you watch Versus? There was a Soldier Boy Bow Wow Versus that was last night that I had no interest in. But I know you said we'll mention Versus. So. Yeah, I mean, I'll just, you know, Us. I saw the clips today. I saw oh, the yeah. two two clips on the on the uh, the Triller Insta. I couldn't. I Glad couldn't I didn't name. watch it. Yeah, I couldn't name more than I couldn't name more than three records between them, if I'm honest. Come on, man, we've been talking Sunny Jim and talking that proper proper stuff, and then you talk about Bow Wow and Bloody Soldier Boy. Um, let's switch it up. I'll switch it up. I know you spoke about you got a tech hop magazine. Um, the Guardian released the 15 greatest video games of the 90s, and they ranked them. I thought you said the Guardian released uh, the greatest magazines in the world and yours was in there. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, Tech Cop. Um, I'm going to read these off and I'm just going to get your views because I know you're a bit of a gamer and I've got got a few views on not all of them, but we've got Monkey Island 2, Grand Turismo. Sorry, go on. I just said meh. Oh, uh, Monkey, uh, Grand Turismo, 1997. That was was revolutionary at the time. Fallout 2. Ooh. Yeah, that was a that was a huge game actually. Resident Evil 1996 Capcom. Mm. That's that that is kind of impacted culture heavily as well as uh Resident Evil as well as Gareth of the World. But yeah, Resident Resident Evil was huge. That kind of spawned so many copies. You know like Silent Hill. Mm. And then just loads of flipping zombie games after that. Loads. Everybody's in, uh, inspired by Resident Evil now. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely up there, and and at the time as well, sort of killing the zombies, killing the monsters. It was quite cinematic with the cutscenes, and it, it kind of it was it was an experience that really drawed you in, and it scared the shit out of you. Mm. That might and be the first re- game that ever made me drop my controller and scream. <laughs> well, like a little girl. Yeah, yeah like hyper screaming. <laughs> 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 oh shit um super mario kart 92 now now we're talking super mario kart is up there for me as one of the greatest games anyone can play it it's got so much going on it's uh it's it's phenomenal on the on the, on the nintendo here we go That's a game. um yeah that is it bowser's castle ghost houses um Flying turtle shells, bananas. Who was your character to go to? Mine was either Yoshi or Toad. I did like, yeah, Yoshi, man. Oh, there's a lyric. There's a Skeptical lyric. Isn't Cooper it? as well, man. King Cooper. Was yeah. it Skeptical's? Um, Not Bowser. Shoot, Cooper. Shoot man in the Little face, then skid around the corner like Yoshi and Toad. Yeah, mm. Um. King Cooper, Princess. Some people used to go because she was she was she was fast. Right here we go. Top ten. I can't believe this one's ten. This one should be number easily in top three selected for me. Street Fighter Two, 
1992 Capcom. Street Fighter 2 is that is number 10 now, Guardian. You're not doing it any justice, mate. Well, it, it, it's a huge game. It's massive, huge massive. Game. That might have had the biggest video game movie out of, like, what has been the biggest video game movie? It might be Street Fighter 2. The animated film is bet is is I hope oh, not, not not the one with Kylie Minogue. That was shocking. That was the animated one is ridiculous. But Street Fighter Two, I remember growing up in and around Baker's Arms. They had um, Hollywood videos, and they had in the video store they had about four or five arcades, and Street Fighter was there. And then it just used to get packed out. And then Crazy Street Fighter Crazy. Yeah, crazy. On, like, like that was our generation, innit? That was probably the biggest game of our generation. We loved that game, and there was um, uh, a fan-made movie. If 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 you haven't seen it, I think the channel was Machinima or something on YouTube that put it out. That is okay. absolutely bonkers. To see that, um, we got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. We're talking about skaters earlier. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Uh, I didn't play this, but I played the the snowboard one. You remember? Did you ever see the snowboarding game? We had to do all the mad flips and kicks. That was pretty cool. So yeah. some similar to that. Just just a quick drag back, like a yeah. FIFA skill. Quick drag back. Um, nice. <laughs> Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. Yeah, it dropped in I think 2014, and that's what you want to see. It's a web series. It is it is really good, man. What's it called? Street Fighters Assassin's Street Fist. Fighter, Assassin's Fist. Yeah. Oh look, yeah. it's, finally it's on Amazon now. And it's got 4.4 out of 5 on Amazon. Okay. Okay. Um, Sensible Soccer. Sensible World of Soccer. 1994. Was that before Pez? You know, you know, you know, you know, they're going in, right? Like, sensible, like, I've been playing football games my whole life, right? And Sensible Soccer was one of the most enjoyable experiences, man. It was Mm. just it was really just fun, you know, and it was so, it was like fast paced. It wasn't like all stiff and clunky. Um, and it had a really good system of scoring player ability, like, uh, like FSV finishing speed. And then I think the V was like, meaning like shot power. I don't know. Velocity, maybe like how, like the velocity that they hit the ball with. Um, and then FSH, like finishing speed and heading. And that's all you got. Like, you know, like these days, the, the games have got, crazy amounts of stats yeah. um to to determine a player's ability they're looking at all the, the different attributes the the stamina and the, the agility and the balance and this that and the other and, that, and, that. and but that was just we got was three so it was really simple <laughs> and really easy to just look at a player and see what they're all about um you're going in no nah, and, and it was a really fun game sensible soccer honestly i think that's one of the best football games of all time they ranked it number eight. Here we go. Just keep it moving. Number seven, Sonic the Hedgehog, 1991 on the Sega to rival Super Mario. Sega. Takes ages. Do you remember that? Yeah. Sonic was high paced, a million miles an hour, rings flying everywhere. Up, down, left, right, ABC stop. What did that do? That was the cheat for unlimited yeah, lives. Unlimited lives. Remember, you still remember it. There was one for Street Fighter as well, which gave you a different coloured Ryu and Ken. Uh, and you, you did it at the beginning of the Capcom logo coming up, and it made that noise. I think it was the gold. Was it a gold Ryu? Uh, maybe. Uh, no, just uh, I don't. I can't remember. Just different colour, like a like a navy or purple or something. Maybe. Okay, I remember dead, gold. Dead them. cheat that didn't do nothing. There was ones that gave you a Kuma later on down the line, but. 
so Sonic, we got Pokemon number six, 1996. Pokemon Red Blue's been since around since the mid 90s. That is mad. I reckon Matt Hancock likes Pokemon. <laughs> that was a bit of a What's that? Oh, no, there's, there, there's that lyric from Crepton Conan. It goes, uh, girls want to... Was it? Girls want a Pokemon. So I got a Pikachu. Oh, yeah, I remember oh, that. Oh, yeah. that, is, that is a bar. Number five, we've got Quake. Do you remember Quake? Sort of similar to Doom. Yeah, that was the, the evolution of Doom into... Because Doom was like a 2D um, kind of graphics game, really fun, legendary game. But Quake took it into 3D, mm. and it was just a whole new experience, man. And I think as a first-person shooter, like Quake was like the genesis of like, okay, this is this is the standard of doing a, a, a first-person shooter now. So maybe if you didn't get Doom and you didn't get Quake, maybe you wouldn't get... Um, Call of Duty and all of these amazing first-person shooter games we've got today. It's a good shot. It's a good shot. There's a good doc on Netflix about computer games on Nintendo and um, the history of these games and the history of different computer games and sort of where they come about and programmers. Really worth mm. checking out. Really worth checking out. Final Fantasy VII. That was the big one. That was in you, 1997. You know, that game, right? I loved it. But I didn't understand the wider impact it had on the gamer community. I did. I just thought it was a game that I liked to enjoy, just like all of the others. But it is beloved. Like there's been so many Final Fantasy games: one, two, three, four, five, six, and we're up to fifteen. And they actually went back and did a remake and remade Final Fantasy VII and put it out this year in 2021. Because it's so beloved. Imagine we've got Final Fantasy 14 and 15 and they're remaking 7 because that's how big of an impact it had. And I just, at the time, I just thought this game's really fun and I like it. But now, nah, man, it took a long time. It's probably it? really deserving of being in this list. It was wasn't, really... it like, wasn't it like 22 hours of gameplay or like a few days of gameplay in order to complete it? I couldn't was... tell you the duration, but it was long. That, <laughs> might be, that might be the most amount of time I've ever spent playing a video game, Final Fantasy VII. Man. It was right. a long-ass game, but it was really rewarding as well. Here we go. Top three selected by The Guardian. We've got Half-Life 1998, which looks like it's a spin-off from sort of that, that first-person shoot-em-up where you're walking around with a gun, shooting up monsters. That's I've another one. Of this That's Half-Life. another one. To be honest, it's... It's become like a... What's the word I'm looking for? Cult classic? Yeah. Uh, and it's become a blueprint. So in the, in the mm. way that Doom and Quake were... Um, I think the game engine for Half-Life was modded up heavily. People were making their own versions of the game um, based on, on you know the original Half-Life code. And those versions were blowing up and becoming popular games. Um, uh, yeah, it's important. I never got into it, but it's important, man. For like gamers, love that. Yeah, right. We got the Legend of Zelda, nineteen ninety nine. Ocarina of Time. Come on, I think I've said that right. Yeah, yeah. Come on, that's one of the best games ever made. It was just really fun, really good game. Zelda was always a solid, solid pick, wasn't it? Sort of just jibbing around, just picking up things, stabbing little monsters, going in the shop, and all that, but. Obviously, they've they've made the jump in the late nineties there, and um, 
No, is it? This is Cal doing all the talking with a, with a computer game. <laughs> Me, I, I only know I only know one or two things really. And moving on, we got. Are you, I sent you the articles. You already know what number one is, but Super Mario 64. This launched the N64. Went from 2D to 3D, and it had everyone going mad. Uh, it says it became the template for all 3D platformers, and despite uh, the dodgy camera work, it's still one of the best ones ever made. So Super Mario takes it. Super Mario 64. N64. See, this the thing about Nintendo is they just have this knack for making video games. Like, there's a lot of games where, you know, you're just playing the game, but there's something about the way that Nintendo do it. It's really just good, clean fun for all the family. Great games, like Mario, yeah. Zelda, Mario Kart, um, even the ones that we played back in the day weren't on this list, you know, Duck Hunt, stuff like that. I um, think that was maybe 80s. Was Duck Hunt with the SNES, uh, with the Nintendo? Was that late 80s, maybe? Yeah, probably. But the 90s, would you say the 90s was the most defining era in terms of the, the move from the 80s for the gameplay? You had Street Fighter, you had Mario, you had Doom, you had Resident Evil, you had, um, what's her name? Uh, Lara Croft. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. I'm surprised Tomb Raider isn't in there. Um... Female, I guess, female I guess, lead. She was just jumping around. She had the big boobies and all that. That was a big thing for like. I guess we're looking at the impact, aren't we? Um, oh, Goldeneye. No, Goldeneye. That's a good. Oh, do you remember playing? I remember playing Goldeneye. Uh, another classic Nintendo game. Classic, 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 man. I think as you get older. The, the memories of the computer games they, they, they're doing all like the you can get um 250 games in one can't you or like 50 in one console things you can play all the old school games you grew up with that'd be pretty cool i might have that for my daughter when she's older why not um so i can beat her so i can teach her how to use <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were talking about taking perfect give her some 50 hit combo and <laughs> <in> Tekken. <laughs> Trust me, I'm going to be one of them dads. I'm not going to let my daughter win at things. You mad? You have to show her. Obviously, I won't be that harsh, but you got to teach her how to to be graceful in defeat and to be graceful when winning. I think that's important. You got to learn how to lose. You got to learn how to win. Those are very important life lessons that I don't think everybody learns. I think there's probably some people who go through life winning all the time, and they don't know how to handle it when they lose. They do crazy things. That's a good point, but we stay winning, so stay shining. Uh, I'll tell you somebody who didn't stay winning: Derek Chauvin. This guy lost in court. He he he, he must have tried to. I remember hearing that they tried to discredit um, George Floyd and tried to say that in court they tried to say that oh like he was on drugs and he was this and he was that and he was this and the other and it's like it doesn't matter what he was doing and what if he was this and if he was that you put your foot your knee on a man's neck and you choked him to death for that like there's no there's no nothing you can say about george floyd like even even if he was you know the worst thing in the world even if he 
was a murderer and he killed someone, even if he was a rapist and he raped someone, you putting your knee on it as a person of the law supposed to be upholding the mm-hmm. law, and you putting your knee on his neck and you murdering him. There's nothing that can justify what you've done. And it just seems like for some, I don't know, it feels bizarre to me. It feels really bizarre. But for some reason, you know, these guys ended up going to jail. Um, and it's 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 weird, man. I don't know what, how, I don't even know how I feel right now. It's weird because there's been so many cases before, so many cases where, you know, I used to be online sharing these videos and talking to people and saying, look what the fuck is going on. And these police officers were just getting off. They were going, there were, were, were investigations and then the investigation would just stop or the, the investigation would draw some ridiculous conclusion. Like, we can see the fucking footage. He murdered this person in cold blood. And oh, the, the results were inconclusive from the investigation or there wasn't enough evidence or, you know, and then nothing happens. The guy just goes back to work or you know maybe they leave the force so that they still get a pension and all this kind of shit and now we're actually seeing a guy who actually goes to jail and i'm so conflicted you might have thought oh yeah this is a moment for me to punch in the air and say this is justice this is a victory for uh african-americans but i don't even feel like that man it's weird bro i don't even know how to describe it i mean i hope that I hope the message goes out so that all of the other police officers that are abusing their power will see this and and think twice. But I don't know, man. I heard I heard a story not too long ago about a little girl getting shot, uh, like a fourteen-year-old girl getting shot. And I saw the footage for that. I was like, "Fucking hell, mate!" What by the police or by some police? Police just pulled out the weapon. Like there was a fight and. There was a knife and, and maybe this girl was, was, was going to try and stab somebody. But the guy just, 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 just lingered down. Like it wasn't, even, wasn't even a thing. Like it's just, hope- so, it's just too much, bro. It's just like, it's been happening for so long. Yeah. And yeah. It's well, just too much in it. So to see Derek Chauvin get sentenced to 22 years for the murder of George Floyd. Okay. It's, it's good that, you know, you've gone through the judicial process and now, now we've all seen that this guy needs to go to jail, but now you need to see consistency and maybe even look back at previous cases and be able to apply that same kind of uh, justice to other people who have been murdered, you know? And, you know, George Floyd's family have been compensated and stuff. But what about the other people who've been killed and their families? They're not being compensated. Like somebody's losing their provider, like their father, their their uncle, their, their guardian, their parent, you know, um, brother. Like there's people that just help you in life. And when you take a man out of the family like that, it fucks up the whole family. The whole family's destabilized. Mm. Um, and it's been happening in the African-American community ever since they got off of a slave ship. And so to just finally see one of these overseers get sentenced, it just feels so weird to me, man. It's just, but it's, it's necessary. It's necessary, man. Wow. I I didn't even expect, I didn't even expect to go on a rant like that. No, go for it, man. Go for it. It's, I hope it's a watershed moment where now more, 
officers both over there and over here because there was the article as well with Daly and Atkinson, the footballer, the ex West, uh, the ex Aston Villa player yeah. who was yeah. stunned and stamped on by the police officer, and he was charged, weren't he? Um, which we'll talk about in a sec. But I hope it's now more police officers are held accountable for what they do and and if there is loss of life through excessive force or malpractice then they're then held in it's uh, you know take you know seen in a court of law and then it's down to the judicial system and the public to decide whether this you know they act accordingly or not and and people just need to fix up it's not good it's not good so uh, I'm trying to find the Daniel Atkinson thing because he got found. I think he got found guilty. Um, uh, Benjamin Monk, the police officer. Yeah, I'm looking, I was looking for a story. Um, so it was a standoff with the yeah. West Mercia police in Telford, Shropshire, in 2016. Uh, he was convicted of manslaughter today. The first British officer in 35 years to be found guilty of unlawfully killing a member of the public in the course of his duty. He was cleared of murder, but will face sentencing over the ex-footballer's death after he claims to be terrified Mr. Atkins would kill him after 31 fellow officer uh, lover failed to sway the jury. Um, PC Benjamin Monk. In the trial, they heard that he tasered Dalian Atkinson for 33 seconds and mm. kicked him twice in the head. Mm. Messed up, man. But Fuck he denied up. any wrongdoing. He just lied. Like, no, I didn't do anything. <sighs> I think... Uh, I just can't believe... I just can't... You know what pisses me off? People that just refuse to be held accountable for their actions. Like, you did it. You did something. You. Just hold your hands up and say, all right, I fucked up. Well, people can't, and when it's the when it's their livelihood and the line in their career, and people like pressure, like you said with Rich and Blade Brown, pressure, man. What 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 does pressure do to people? Some people crumble under pressure. Some people face their uh, their demons and own up to it under pressure. Some people make the best of a bad situation. Um, you know, this guy is not looking good for a police officer who's going to be spending a very long time, both police officers are going to be spending a long time in prison, and you know what they do to police officers in prison, or you know how they view police officers in prison, um, which we'll, I'll touch on a programme I watched the other day about prison, which uh, the BBC in a sec, but uh, yeah, it's, you know, the, 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 these officers, man, they deserve everything they get and, and more, you know, I just hope that their, their lives now become miseries in prison. And I, I, Yo, I want to know what... Um, the police is going to do uh, to compensate Daly and Atkinson's family for one of their own abusing his power and taking his life and taking their, you know, their provider, their, you know, he was a big man, you know, Daly and Atkinson, like Premier League footballer. Come on, man. How are you going to kill a Premier League footballer, bro? It's not even just like some random guy in the street. Yeah, but it's like, if you're some random guy in the street, then, like, uh, a a police officer might think, yeah, you know, you're a nobody. Like, I can just kill you and get away with it. But when somebody's got status, like, like, you can't kill Will Smith, you see what I'm saying? You can't, like, have, like, a a routine traffic stop and then pull out your, your gun and kill Will Smith and say, oh, I thought it was my taser. You can't do that. 
Like mm. you could you could probably do that with like a random you, but you can't do that with a with a celebrity. So to see like like even daily and acts, it doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter how big you are, doesn't matter what your status is, as long as you're black, you're a target. It's 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 harrowing, man. It's horrible. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Um, I'll move on. I don't know if you watched this, but there's a drama called Time about prison. Uh, Sean Bean in it, and uh, basically he's a poli- he's a teacher, and um, he gets sent to prison for killing a cyclist, drunk driving. Mm. Um, and it's about his time in prison, just as like a normal guy, and how. How he how he deals with his prison sentence, and then how his family react to it, and how the prison prisoners around him are self harming, or you know just just on drugs and shit. Um, it's also got Stephen Graham in it, who is a prison officer who's a screw in there, and uh, yes, that he he he's given a really tough decision to make about his his livelihood and his family, and um, I recommend it, Cal, if you want something like a, a British drama about prison to watch. You know what I want, yeah? I want police reform. Yeah. I want psychological profiling. I want new recruit. I want the barrier to entry to be as fucking hard as it is for me to get a job in in, in, in technology. Yeah. I have to do this and I have to do that and I have to do this and I have to do that. I have to have five A to C's and then I have to have a, a, a college equivalent A-level equivalent course. And then I have to have a degree and then I have to have five years of experience like before I can get a fucking job that, that I want to do. Why don't the police have to jump through those same kind of hurdles to do this important work? Mm. I want I want a higher barrier to entry. I want a high quality candidates policing my public. Yeah. That's what I want. I want police reform. I want psychological testing. I want hundred percent pass ratio of people who are passed off as saying, you know what, this guy is sound, sound mental judgment, sound moral fiber. They're not going to do nothing. They're not going to do no fuckery. They're not going to be racist. They're not going to be a rapist. They're not going to be a pedophile. They're not going to be someone who's seeking this position purely to abuse their power. Mm? They're not going to be some type of psychopath. They're not going to have some kind of hidden agenda. Let's have a look. Clear all of them out of the force, man. We don't need that. Definitely, definitely. I want, definitely. So, I want someone who's studied psychology, somebody who knows how people's minds work, somebody who knows how to talk to people, someone who can de-escalate situations with their words, and they don't need to resort to violence. I want someone who studied philosophy, someone who has a philosophical outlook on life. Yeah, somebody who believes that they believe that all people are equal and all people have a right to life and all people have have you know they believe that you know someone is innocent until proven guilty someone with a proper philosoph- philosophical grounding somebody who understands sociology and circumstances somebody who studied criminology i want somebody educated in my police force i don't want some dickhead who got all fucking u's and f's and e's <laughs> and gcse's and thought oh i can't get a job doing anything but i could join the police now you can't you need qualifications for joining the police fuck off you need qualifications to join the police over here man it says uh you need to uh you need to have either had a degree 
uh, or a postgrad, or you can do a training, three year training on the job while studying. I don't think you can just walk in. You do need basic qualifications in this country, um, and I think that's the problem maybe over in the states where anyone and anyone pretty much can be employed. Yeah. And I definitely all, think it, it wasn't always like that. If that's what it is now, that's cool. But it wasn't always like that. And that guy who murked Dalian Atkinson. If we Google him, I wonder if he's got a degree in all of this stuff that you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, you can still be, you you can still have a degree and be like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I shared an article with you about uh, a professor who was um, pro-genocide, really, didn't I? And he's working at one of the top universities in the country and he's pro-genocide. He believes that genocide is, uh, you know, it's valid. It's a valid option for us in certain circumstances. Oh, what the fuck? It says here, hold a level three qualification uh, equivalent to A-level in two subjects or MVQ level three. Uh, You have to be passed by the Sector Skills Council for the justice sector. Uh, You've been completed your PCSO action checklist. Um. I don't know, man. I think police... Whatever it is, I don't think it's enough, yeah? I want... I want a master's degree. I want (laughs) someone who is a master of psychology. Someone who's sound, yeah? Like, you know, like, when you go into... To go and see a counsellor and you go and sit down in a counsellor's office. You know this person's been through all kinds of shit to be able to sit down in that seat that they're in there. And that's what I want from the police force, yeah? That's what I want. Um, like if you're going to go into many of our civil service, um, places, yeah. Like, uh, you go to see a physio, you go to see an osteopath, you go to see a doctor, you go to see like anybody who's looking after us, they have to be certified. They have to go through a whole lot, years of training, years to, to earn the right to serve our public, why are police officers not in that category? Yeah, if I want to be a dentist, I've got to go five years into to flipping dentist school to, to, to earn the right to be able to look in your stinky flipping mouth. <laughs> why, can't, why doesn't a police officer have to do five years of, of work to be able to earn the right to walk the streets and police us? I want it to be like that. And then you ain't yeah, going to get these to Dalian done. Atkinson scenarios because you're going to get a proper person who knows... The, the, he really understands the responsibility and the power that they have at their hands and they know that they need to do the right thing and they will do the right thing. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, man. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Benjamin Monk. This guy should have been a fucking plasterer. <laughs> what the fuck is he doing in the police force, man? Pisses me off, bro. Should have been painting and decorating. Nothing wrong with plasters, man. Big up the I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Shout out to the tradesman. Like I've, I think I tweeted before that Jesus was a tradesman. It's noble. Mm. The trade is noble. You could be a carpenter, you could be an electrician, you could be a plumber. But even so, you still got to train, learn your trade to be good at it. You got to practice. Yeah. It's got to take time. They might not do the stuff that I can't do. I wish I had trade skills. Being a builder is beautiful. Just creating, building stuff from taking something that wasn't there and building stuff. Come on, man. But I'm just saying, like, this guy has no business being in the police. Like, he should be doing something else to make his money instead of, you know, 
taking somebody's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, they need to look into the the psychology side of it for for these people that are on the front line and and get employing people within the community. You don't have people in the community policing their own community. You get people from outside. So there's a there's a hostility. There's a clash. They can't relate, and the people can't relate to them. And there's a massive disconnect still. Whenever you see police officers, I've not seen any police officers around. Only a few at the underground where they're dealing with people, but I mean, there's a lot of good police officers out there. There's some who obviously tarnish the job with their with their axe man, but uh, yeah, sad sad times. Rest in peace, Daily Nixon. Rest in peace, George Floyd. Man, yeah, I know you're a huge fan of the police, in it, but yeah, I can't say I share those same sentiments, man. I think oh, the police I are necessary. Reform. I want rebomber Clark form. I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan, but I never said I'm a huge fan, but I do think they're necessary. I do think I've worked with police in the past when it's you come to young police. people. You <laughs> love the police. Just, just just say it, man. I think you even said it before on the podcast that, you know I mean? You do support the police. You love the police. Oh, yeah, of course I mean? support. You need to support. Yeah, of course you support the police. You need, you need law and you order. You need, huh? <laughs> of course you do. Well, so you wouldn't have you wouldn't have a police you wouldn't have a, a policing system where people like law and order is upheld or criminals are caught and dealt with and domestic no, I, I, abuse I, I, and I, I, I do believe in the judicial system I do think that it's needed but I think it needs reform. Um, there's a book I was reading. Uh, well, I say reading, but you know when you get the audible and you do the audio book. Um, yeah. I need to get on that, man. Yeah, I'd rather read a book, but. And it was written by an ex-police officer. Um, an ex-police officer who was kind of doing like a, a biography and telling us about the life uh, that he lived. And this guy was in crack houses and in prostitution and this, that and the other, like, like with some really like gritty methods. There's some really grimy shit going on. Like the stuff that he was talking about in the book, man, is it's actually disgusting. Like if, if people out there look at police and think that, that you know they're like noblemen and they're greater than thou, you got another thing coming, man. Some of these people are real pieces of shit, bro. I'm not saying all of them are, but that book, yeah, that that kind of just exposes the mentality that some of these police officers have. Yeah. And we don't need people like that in the profession. I want a degree educated guy that's like a fucking a psychology professor. Like he could be he could have been teaching psychology at flipping Imperial, but instead <laughs> he's working he's police in the police as a police officer. That's the guy I want. Yeah. And at the same time, he's certainly like he's done combat training. Like if it comes down to it, like this guy can crab guy your ass like, and put you on the floor, put you in a one lock. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy I want. I don't want these fucking whatever this guy's name is, Benjamin Monk. Ah, oh, this shit just gets me emotional, man. Oh man, let's let it out, man. This is how you feel. It's you know, it's important. You're you're right, man. They, they do need to look at sort of the training or what they're doing for these police officers, and because he still tried to lie, uh, and his his police officer girlfriend. Uh, uh, is it his girlfriend? Girlfriend says because this was haunting. You ain't got no integrity. Yeah. Like, yeah, you clearly you did something, and then you, you can't even just hold your hands up and say, yeah, you know, it was me. Like when you're supposed to be like sworn, like a sworn 
aren't they supposed to swear and be like, yeah, man, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do the best. I'm, you know, you swear in the Bible when you go to court. I ain't going to tell no lies. I swear to God, all that type of shit. They don't give a fuck. Like these, we got, how can we have people with no integrity in this type of job? Mm. Nah, man, supposed to be supposed to be holier than thou, isn't it? You're supposed to be like Pope Benedict. Well, then again, that's probably that's probably not the best. Kind maybe of the Pope. Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe the Catholic the Church is probably not the best. Uh, <laughs> the best example of upholding the uh, the righteous ways. Well, well, they might uphold something else. <laughs> Oh man! Get get Matt Hancock in the police, man. I don't no, mind. would you I mean get Matt police. Hancock, bro? He's a massive example police. of someone who has a no, no integrity. No, 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 no. That'll, that'll be perfect. That'll be perfect. He's gonna leave Dalian Atkinson alone. He ain't got no beef with Dalian Atkinson. Dalian Atkinson's missus might be in trouble, but uh, you know what I mean. But <laughs> Dalian Atkinson still be alive today if Matt Hancock was that police officer there. That's all I'm saying. Get Matt Hancock in. I'm taking your girlfriend. No, brother, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> that meme killed me still. That was funny. Yeah. Didn't then, <laughs> then, then J1 like was, um, he was like, no, nah, drop me out. Nah, Matt Hancock is a complete blundering idiot. This police officer, obviously, he's going to be held accountable in prison. Um, I'm just reading like Matt Hancock's like list of mistakes and Matt, things he's done wrong. Um, I mean, you probably find uh, that he's a massive hypocrite because he's the one writing the rules that we should follow, the social distancing rules. And there he is breaking the social distancing rules. Had to resign. Uh, that's why I rate him. Had to resign. It's like, look, I'm not going to stand here and be a hypocrite. Uh, he's deuces. I'm he's out. Been- He's been called totally fucking hopeless by... Did you see that WhatsApp message like Johnson was saying? He's totally fucking hopeless. No, I didn't. Like, there was leaked leaked t- uh, text messages or WhatsApp messages between um, Boris Johnson and someone else and um, just basically slating him. Guy's a fucking moron, man. Yes. Um, by the Not way... Yeah. Him. He should have resigned straight away. Didn't he, resign? Didn't he, like, wait out for a few days just to see what would happen? Man, should have just stepped down straight away with no pressure. Let's just see what happens. Anyway, they'll be bringing someone else in who's just going to lie and chat shit. People getting their vaccines and all. They're trying to get people vaccinated as much as possible. Mm. So, yeah, people are going to our BFA. They've, they've made certain countries uh, on the green list. Good what, luck what, do you know what's on the green list? The countries, I know the uh, Spanish islands were. Um, I'd be for Mallorca. And I'm just looking now, reading it off as it goes. Um, by the way, that book I was Caribbean. talking about is called Crack House by Harry Keeble, um, who was like a leader of the Haringey Drugs Squad and their war on drugs. Let's check that out. Another recommendation. You come in with the recommendations today, man. That's that's what recommended. Dizzle. Here we go. Green list is. So this is where you can go on holiday at the minute. Uh, green list. Uh, Antigua, Australia, Anguilla, Barbados, and the Balearic Islands. So, Formentura, uh, Ibiza, Mallorca, Menorca. Mr. Hawkins, 
Do I need uh, a uh, vaccination before I can go to these destinations, sir? Oh, there's more here. There's Grenada, Iceland. Do you need a vaccination? I don't think you do. Although soon, I don't think you do. I'm just going to um, Google that real quick. Because it because it's just saying that you don't need to self-isolate when you come back from these countries. Um Although, I don't know if they're going to have to enforce people to travel if they don't have the vaccine, because that's taking away people's free will to not have the vaccination. Um, I mean, you know, if people want to get the vaccine, we encourage them to get the vaccine. If people don't want to get the vaccine, then we encourage them to not get the vaccine. And that's their views. And, you know, have to respect everyone's views and stuff. Um Hmm. Apparently, there's an NHS COVID pass, and you can get your COVID pass two weeks after your second dose. Um, so I guess that's the the vaccine passports that the government was talking about. Mm, introducing it so people can travel around. Is that what it's for? Do you destin? I've got this article on the BBC. Do destinations accept proof of both vaccines? Um. Okay, in France, yeah, you can show them the document, and uh, if you're fully vaccinated, then you don't have to self-isolate. I think in some of these other countries, you have to kind of go into quarantine when you get there, if you don't have a... So you can still go if you're unvaccinated, but you just have to go into quarantine when you get there. <laughs> so you that's your whole holiday Self-isolate on a holiday, what's the point? Hmm. Oh, I'm not looking to go on holiday anytime soon, so. So the government has said there's some places where COVID passports will never be required, such as essential shops, public services and public transport. Um, and there's obviously exemptions for some people who are exempt. But Boris said, has previously suggested venues like pubs might ask uh, for proof of vaccination status. Could be that you can't get in unless you know you like your ID for the club. It can't be that you can't, you can't get in until you get your COVID ID scanned. Oh. That's the way it's looking. I want I want to do stuff and I want to do things. I want to go places, man. So it's inevitable that I'm going to have to get the vaccine. I'm not vaccinated at the moment. It's inevitable I'm going to have to get the vaccine. But well, um, you know, yeah. I mean, that's up. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I I've had mine. I'm waiting for my second. Um, yeah, man. It's better to be safe. Better to be safe than sorry in life. Yeah, and that's exactly why some people aren't taking a vaccine because they think it's better to be safe than sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but you know, then some people think, thought that was caught, COVID was caused by 5G, so. <laughs> I mean, everyone just has to do their research and do what they believe in and, you know. Just be safe. I mean, whether you get it or not, just keep washing your hands, face masks, keep making sure that you're eating healthy, you're exercising, you're doing the right things. Do you know what I mean? Do you reckon people are out there forging their uh, COVID passport? I reckon there will be some sort of forgery. Definitely, 100%. There has to be. If there's a market for it, if there's a market for it, people are going to do that shit. You know, like the fake piss test would um, get like a baby to piss in a container. 
<laughs> and then pretend that the baby's urine is your own. That's mad. That's some that's some Hollywood movie shit right there. Yeah, I don't know if Mark could get away with using my baby's piss, but um, but I'm not even taking anything, so. Well, I yeah. guess you wouldn't need to, innit? You wouldn't need to do a, uh, a drug test or nothing like that, would you? Nah, nah. But no, they don't do that for teachers, actually. Um, I know they do it for doctors and, and, and pilots and, and police and stuff. Random drug tests. They do drug testing on police? I didn't know that. Yeah, I believe so. They believe so. I think they do. They must do. I would hope they did. One more, thing, one more thing to look into. All right. How are we doing for time? Talking about one more thing. Go for um, it. Well, I was just gonna say, is there any more? Is there any other business? There's nothing else that that I kind of have on my. No, mind. man. Nothing apart from apart from <laughs> the Daily Mail story, where uh, some protesters drove <laughs> a truck full of horse manure up to the Daily Mail offices and dumped it outside. Oh my days, you are taking the piss. Like, like I mean, I know we all think that the Daily Mail are full of shit, but their offices literally were full of shit uh, on that day. Um, so Imagine having to clean that up. Imagine like... Seven tons of manure left outside North Cliff House in Kensington. And they did it to the Daily Telegraph in Victoria as well. <laughs> yeah. It's a shitty situation. Oh my days. Well, that is just absolutely hilarious. I mean, like I'm saying, like imagine coming to work and then you're just seeing all of this 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 shit outside. You're like, what the actual cleaning that up, don't even yo. Know, no way! Don't even, don't even try it. I mean, I, I used to work there, didn't I? I used to work on Derry Street, you know, yeah. with house building. Is and I could tell you, yeah, I used to work for Dave Mill, and I could tell you that there was loads of protesters coming up. Like all the time, I would just be like in the canteen having a lunch break, and I could see out of the window, um, people chanting and just holding up signs, pickets, and you know, angry mobs. All the time, because people absolutely hate what the Daily Mail represents. They they hate what they do over there. Um, so to see a truck, I didn't see nothing on that scale though. Like seven tons of. <laughs> That's a lot. How man. much? A t- one ton. Do you know how much the shit that is? Um, yeah, yeah, that is. I wonder where they put that order in from. Like, who's gonna? Who's, who's got? Who's got seven tons of it? It's like, That's a lot of. That's a lot of manure. There was a. There was a raid here. There was a number of raids to the uh, Extinction Rebellion protests. Twelve arrests were made on the Friday um, at some at some sort of warehouses and areas where they just they found loads of shit that could have been used for criminal damage, criminal damage and obstruction. So the police getting involved early, getting the uh, protesters sorted, because there was a they were trying to pass a bill about having police having control of intervening and arresting protesters and redirecting protests so you couldn't just protest through peacefully or um just protest about anything the police could intervene about that that is mad 
freedom of speech freedom of movement freedom of speech well you see there's there's a right-wing person out there that doesn't believe in freedom of speech they want everybody to just keep quiet if you've got a problem just grin and bear it and just just shut up and get on with it do you know what i mean and they kind of have this idea that they're gonna do whatever the fuck they want that suits them and everyone else just has to put up with it um and really, I just think that's um, it's, it's a terrible attitude to have. And why can't we have dialogue? Why can't we have discussion? Why can't we, you know, negotiate, resolve our differences like adults? Oh, man, we need to talk it out. Well, yeah, politics is it's, it's a crazy ass thing, man. I don't even want to get down that go down that political road, man. Um. Shout out to the, the politicians we've had on our pod. I'd still love to talk to a right-wing person. Can we not get, like, some kind of right-wing politician? We've had a couple of left-wing politicians on here. Can't we get a right-wing politician on here? Like, that would be great. Like, have a conversation with... with, with um, Get their views. Yeah. Get Matt, get Matt, Matt, get Matt, Matt Hancock, innit? He sounds like a BRB type of guy, you know what I mean? He's done with the grease. Oh, I might try and grease, might try and grease man down. I'm not, I'm not involved in that, man. Might try and take my missus. I don't think he, uh, I don't think he finds you attractive, bro. You're not uh, spicy enough. I'm not, yeah, I'm not spicy at all, man. <laughs> That's a spicy meatball. Oh man. I'm playing, I'm playing. Um, but we're providing the spice to your ears. The spice rap and banner episode. God. Knows which one we've been a long time. You know, a lot of podcasts don't really make it past the first few episodes, so we've we've been kept going, kept going. Um, touched on a lot of music today, man, which is good, and then obviously touched on some some more serious matters, which I think is important. As always, hit us up beer rap bants at beer rap bants, uh, beer rap at gmail.com. Don't forget to play on podcast, the football podcast, the Euros. I'm going to go and listen to this uh, Crepton, Conan and Morrison and Millions track now just to see if it bangs. And I'm going to play it Tuesday as we beat Germany. Hey. Feeling confident? Any predictions? This is episode 93, by the way. Am I feeling confident? Wow, 93. 93 till infinity. Oh, that's a a bar right there. Yeah, man. 93 till infinity. Could that be the, the episode name? That's the that's the episode name. It's, yeah. it's only taken us two hours worth of recording time. <laughs> <laughs> we got there in the end. I liked it, man. It was good, good therapy. Good to get talking again. Um, big up Dappy. Um, big up all the music we reviewed. Big up listeners. Without you, we wouldn't do this. Because if it was just like no one listening, then it'd just be me and Cal chatting shit. That's, that's what we do anyway, don't we? Yeah, I know, but <laughs> long ass episode. But we do it. We do it with a passion. Uh, oh, yeah, man. Uh, Love and up, respect. Um, England, come on, man. Let's let's do it. We can do it if if Gareth Southgate sticks to the low block plan, then it's possible that we can nick a cheeky one nil win or something, right? But if he goes with the the free flowing attacking football that he did in the last game against Czech Republic, excuse me, Croatia, I feel like Germany could open us up. So we'll have Mm. to see what it will do. But like you 
uh, mentioned earlier, you don't win tournaments by bombing forward and attacking. You win yeah. them by being defensively solid. So I think we both know what he's going to do. It's just we'll see how it plays out, won't we? I think we can do it. I think Germany aren't as, as great as they were a few years ago. So fingers, crossed, fingers crossed. Stay positive. Stay positive. Right, man. I'm going to say goodbye. Oh, is that it? Yo. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'm comfortable with that. Short and sweet. We out. Peace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>